from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. This is Locked On Chiefs. We're glad that you're back. We're back, and we have a great show for you today. Chiefs fullback Michael Burton is going to be joining us here in a little bit, and we're going to get into where they are right now. The second week of May is kind of that last calm before the storm. You're going to see some Chiefs on the field here in less than a week, and that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to go through all those details and where they are cap-wise today as well. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and your host at RGR Football. And I'm Chris Clark. Thank you for listening. We do really appreciate it. And there is a lot to talk about, even though there is almost nothing going on right now in the NFL. Uh, Let's go ahead and start really quick. It does look like we have some positive news with the ability to have training camp away from your facility this year. Yeah, what a what a welcome change, right? In fact, I'm going to talk to Michael Burton about that coming up here in a little bit. That is a piece that I think really threw off everybody around the league last year. And it's not just the fact that the team gets to go. I think it's also having the environment of having the fans in the stands as well. And from what we understand, they should be able to have fans right now. We don't know the details yet, but it is definitely on the table to have fans in the seats like a quote-unquote normal year. Yeah, and that's fantastic news if they can get that done and it all works out. Uh, more power to them, and I'm, I'm glad to see that be a possibility. That means that we should be able to go to training camp this year, so looking forward to that as well. Yeah. Now, that will happen about six weeks after the mandatory minicamp. Um, that's coming up because we have dates for the entire off season at this point as well. And it starts here in just a couple of days. On the 14th through the 16th is what the Chiefs are slated to have their rookie minicamp. Now, that's not the first uh, in the league here. Um, Las Vegas already started. I think there's another team or two who did, including the Jets. But the Chiefs and most of the league are going to go the 14th through the 16th just for the rookie camp. And you could talk about, and I'm sure we will through this week, the rest of what is going to happen with veterans and whatnot. But I think that's really the most crucial part for this group. And particularly, you can actually bring back your rookies from last season as well. Second-year players are available to go to that as well. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that you're starting to look at a situation where you're going to have more people at this rookie camp, and I think it's really going to benefit those guys that are coming back on year two. They have the ability to step in and get more reps. That is something that's very important, especially considering everything was so different last year when it happened with COVID. Yeah, for sure. I I hope that they get off to a better start. I feel like that gives them a better this class, I know last class got a little bit of it, but then it kind of shut down right afterwards. Like, I feel like it helps them get off on the better foot. And I think hopefully that helps several of this class's players hit the ground running a little bit better. There's also a couple others throughout the summer as well. Like two weeks later on the 25th through the 27th of May, there's um, an organized team activity as well as June 1 through 3 and June 8 through 7, or I'm sorry, 8 through 11. Um, so if they're kind of sprinkled. We'll see what the attendance is right now. I'm feeling kind of optimistic. How are you feeling? I think you have to be optimistic. The Chiefs weren't one of the teams that came out and said they weren't going to show up. So you would have to think that uh, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be there. Uh, if Patrick Mahomes is there. I would imagine that most of the team is going to be there. Yeah, I would think so, too. That kind of is the catalyst for all of it. And that said, if you can get all that done, even with whatever protocols and, and quite frankly, by now, I mean, everybody's used to it in terms of in and out of the building, checking in, doing the mask thing, like whatever you got to do. Like you could almost get to the point now where you can step onto the field, take your mask out for your walk walkthroughs and get actual things done like you would in a normal year. 
Yeah, it's getting pro- pretty close to that, and that's a fantastic place for the entire team to be. And honestly, it's a good place for the entire league to be. So it'll be interesting to see those places that are a little bit more shut down than Kansas City is, how they're going to deal with it. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge for some, but I feel like, you know, for the, I don't know, what are we calling this? It's not run it back, but it's... uh, uh Chris Jones calls it take it back. Yeah, okay, cool. Good for him. I like that. Um it's definitely getting off on the right foot and setting that up so that you can roll when you get your new guys into the building and start actually hitting the field in July, which at this point we feel like we're going to be able to be there for. So I'm pretty excited. There's other things to go into it though. There is how much cap space you have, what you're going to do and who's back and who's not. We're going to take a look at that and the cap. And then we're going to hit with Michael Burton, the chief's new fullback coming up next. Hey, Chiefs fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. Get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T. Text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus text now, and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients, to help you get back in shape, text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Eugenics Total T is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. And like the TV ads say, she'll like it too. If you're over 40, don't let age get in the way. Get your edge back with Nugenics. There's a reason Nugenics has been the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years. It works. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are going to be back in full swing. And Bet Online even covers award shows, reality TV, all kinds of stuff. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code's locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So, besides stumbling into that outro for the last segment, um, <laughs> I think like overall they're in a pretty good spot, right? They have a little bit of room to maneuver if they need to. Yeah, they're in a much better spot than that that outro was, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I I do think that Kansas City is in a good spot when it comes to their financials. Uh, you start looking at the cap space currently right now. They're at nine point one five three million dollars. Uh, that is plenty to sign their draft picks. Uh, now the key there though is that you're only having the top fifty one hit right now, so you're only probably going to lose about a million dollars when you sign the draft picks because they're going to kick off a bunch of the guys that are at lower but then you're going to have to lose probably another couple million once you get down to the regular season and everybody counts against the cap. So uh, I do think that the Tyron Matthew extension is still going to be something that's on the table. Although the one thing we do know right now, and, and I don't think we've talked about very much is that Byron Pringle did sign his tender at this point. Yeah. And that's good. So that no, no hiccups, no missing anything. Let's just get down to business. I think he has an opportunity. I'm glad to see him get out ahead of it because he and D-Rob, I think, are going to be competing. But Cornell Powell, they seem to like him quite a bit. So I have to think that he's going to be in the mix as well. We hope that he is because I think competition will help all of them. I absolutely agree with that. And I do think that it was strategic on his part signing it right before the draft. I think he looked at it and said, you know what? If I sign now, it's guaranteed. If I don't sign now, then I could be released after the draft. So 
uh, you know, I do think that that's part of what plays into it. Yeah. And, and I, for one, uh, given Pringle's age, given what we've seen him do in, in small instances, I, I feel like this is it. This is his chance to go grab playing time, grab a bigger role. And I hope that he does. I'm pulling for him. Yeah, me too. I think that he has an opportunity here that is going to be good for him and really good for the team. Uh, if he can step into a bigger role and, and produce, then that's a great situation for Kansas City to be in. I, and honestly, if he doesn't step forward and, and produce, then you know you know what you're probably looking at next year, uh, unless Powell's the guy that steps in and produces in that role. Yeah, it makes itself kind of work itself out. And he's not alone. There are other players that are going to be in that situation. I think like the level of competition along the offensive line, um, you know, uh, Wiley, I think, has to feel like he has to be in somewhat of a battle as well, especially for a guy who started so many games for them last year. Like he has to take that next step forward in order to ensure his spot of the future on this roster. And I think, again, that might be something that that kick in the pants may just lift him to a new level. Well, he has to be worried about even making this roster, to be honest. <laughs> um, you know, I, you look at the way they handled the offseason when it came to getting different players here. Uh, I do think he probably has a, a pretty good chance of making the roster considering, considering he was a starter last year. Uh, and I still think prov- will provide very good depth, but I cannot see him starting at this point. Uh, you know, so question whether or not he's going to even be on the roster. Yeah, and then that brings us to, does he have value for someone else's roster? Is there enough value to work a trade? Quite frankly, he's got a better resume with a lot more snaps played and and a better level of play than Parker Einger ever did, and that netted you Traverius Ward, who then put in a lot of snaps, still will. I mean, there there are a number of scenarios here, right, where we could see players move, and that helps the cap as well, doesn't it? Yeah, that'll definitely help the cap. The question is, is are they going to be able to find somebody to move them? When you have this many players at, at a certain position, the question becomes, are teams going to be willing to trade for them or are they going to wait until they get cut? Uh, if it's a good enough player, then they're probably going to trade for them because they don't want to have to go have a chance at losing them in the waiver wire because everybody is subject to waivers right now. Yeah. And Wiley certainly would be too. There could be a veteran let go that might not be, but then you're in a bidding war, so it certainly makes sense as well. And the last piece that I think is kind of important is all this leads up to, do they get Tyron Matthews' extension done during these OTAs? I, I tend to think so, but... I don't. You don't think? You think they let it I go don't. to the speeding or past it? Uh, I think they'll have it done before training camp. I just don't know that they'll have it done in, in OTAs. Well. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that you're looking at a situation where I think Chris Jones and Patrick Mahomes were all signed first part of July, last part of July last year. And I think that's kind of what you're going to be looking at with Tyron Matthews deal. And honestly, it's a huge deal for him to sign because right now he's counting for almost $20 million against the salary cap. Yeah. I mean, anything that he does is going to be a reduction. Yes. His, his price per year is going to go up, but I'm sure they, he's comfortable with the way that they've built contracts in the past with a low base salary in year one sizable bonus and get his without costing the cap. I think that leaves them room to, I don't know, include more. I think the addition of Will Parks means that there's more competition at his uh, position in particular, but I think there are others that could benefit from another signing somewhere here and there to bring in a little bit more competition. And maybe that's what he's going to be able to accomplish. 
Well, and you have to wonder how are they going to structure Matthew's contract? It's a little bit different than a Chris Jones situation because, at least in my mind, Chris Jones is a phenomenal player, and don't get me wrong, but he's not the leader on the defense. That's Tyron Matthew. Mm-hmm. Kansas City absolutely wants to have Matthew here for the long term. So the question is, is do you do the same type of contract, or do you give him a little bit more of a base salary and maybe try to even out a little more so you're not killing yourself down the road? I expect them to go lower on the base salary, but it wouldn't shock me if they change it up a little bit on this specific deal. Okay, that makes sense. I'll be interested to see, and I hope that they get it done a little bit ahead of time so we're not waiting in July for camp to start. And, you know, hey, he's coming back tomorrow. He'll sign it when he gets here. Um, but, hey, you're right. You never know. I think I just summer- don't want to see Tyron Matthew the, the way we saw him a couple of summers ago. Yeah? Yeah, in my car. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Tyron, I'm sorry. And whoever was driving that golf court, I will not distract Chris when he's driving anymore. I promise. Um, it wasn't that close. <laughs> I had forgotten about that, and now I'm cringing. Um, but he did have a big smile on his face. I thought it was pretty cool. He did. He was happy to be there. Good Lord. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we will be much more careful. Uh, what we're doing and, and I think they will as well I, th- I think that signing is going to come here and you guys are going to be happy with what it nets come this season so this season is going to have a little bit of a twist as well we're going to have a little bit more flair I think going on behind the line of scrimmage on the offensive side of the ball and some of that's going to come down to Michael Burton the Chiefs new fullback we're going to talk to him coming up next we've been telling you about Bilt Bar the best tasting protein bar in the market for a while now Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. And we recognize it's been hard to keep up with the brackets and all the new flavors, but let's remember, when it all comes said and done, there are a couple things that really stand out, like cookies and cream with 17 grams of protein at 130 calories, or almond coconut, which is one of my favorites still. And you can get a serious discount over at BuiltBar.com. By using the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 50% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And for those of you who know me and what I want to get done, um, you'll be exactly excited as I am. Welcome, Michael Burton. How are you? The newest member of the Kansas City Chiefs. I appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Uh, Very thankful to be on here. I really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, it's, it's going to be great because I would like nothing more than to talk about the position that you play. And I, that's kind of where I want to start. Like, how do you feel about the state of the fullback in the league right now? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I think there's a little bit of a misconception. Um, you know, when you look at the top rushing teams in the league, typically the top six, seven carry fullback. Then you look at the playoff teams, you know, top 10, 11 out of 12, they also carry fullback. So while I think there is this um, conception that there is, you know, the fullback's kind of a dying breed, you know, I think when it comes to the league and, the NFL, there, there are uh, quite a handful of teams that carry them, and typically those teams play pretty well, and they, they're able to run the ball, and they bounce offense. So, you know, I'm hoping to keep that trend upward and, and not go downward. And, um, you know, I'm just trying to do my part, you know, to keep the position um, as alive as possible. Well, I am all for that. And yeah. specifically, I think you picked a, a great time to come to this particular team because I think they're pretty hungry. I think they're pretty mm-hmm. pissed off about the last outcome yeah. of the last contest they played. But mm-hmm. it's also, I think, important to come off of COVID and what craziness was last year. Like, do you feel now at this point going into the next season that things are starting to calm down a little bit? I know they're still testing and things, but like, how do you feel about the state of being able to go to work every day is right now? 
Yeah, I'm excited about it. I understood that this past year for everybody in the country, the world really was was very difficult just trying to figure out, you know, what was going with COVID and so much unknown, right? It was so new um, that it was just hard to really figure out, you know, what to do, like with the different protocols and guidelines and things like that, um, especially with the league. So I will say, at least with the Saints, I'm sure, sure the same thing with the Chiefs last year, the league, the PA, like they did a great job putting protocols in place, you know, to keep us safe. And I thought that was the most important thing. And um, like you kind of alluded to, the hopes is, you know, the vaccines out and, and things like that, herd immunity, you know, we'll have the ability to see kind of a more normal offseason training camp and season, you know, fans back in the building and all those types of things. So could not be more excited, you know, to get that going, especially a guy like me who's new. You know, I want to be in the building with the guys, with the coaches, you know, learning and, and getting to know, you know, being part of that culture, meet my new teammates, you know, as quickly as possible for me. I want to switch over and talk about some specific things about being in this town and this organization. Um, And there's, there's so much that goes in there. Um, B have have you practiced receiving no look passes yet? (laughs) No, I have not, but you're not the first person who's asked me that. Um, (laughs) That is something I'll probably have to add into my, my workout routine. You know, you never know again, he's uh, you always got to have your eyes and you always got to be alert. You never know when you're going to get the ball. I mean, he's, you know, he's made some unbelievable spectacular plays by doing that. It's almost kind of routine now. It's like, it's so, I mean, yeah, it's so amazing, but you kind of expect it. Like it's, it's crazy. Yeah. You just got to be ready for it at all times because his competitiveness, he's always trying to make a play um, just com- how competitive he is. And that's one thing I noticed just watching the Super Bowl. I mean, he was just as competitive as you can be like he, he fought to the very last end, every single snap. It was, it was truly amazing to watch. It really is. And he's, he's not the only one. And obviously oh, right. you're stepping into a position that Anthony Sherman filled in. He got one of the, the main blocks to seal the Super Bowl previous to get that yes. victory under the thing. So I love yeah. the fact that there's opportunity. If you had your druthers, would you rather catch the pass or would you rather crack somebody and spring the tailback? I'd rather crack and spring the tailback. I really would. Um, you know, I, I, that's always been my mentality since I've been a fullback was to just watch the running backs be able to run right by me and, um, you know, or protect the quarterback so he can make a big throw. One of those things where, um, you know, I'm, I'm all for, you know, let my guys, you know, have that, you know, I think it's really important, you know, when, when guys don't really care about who gets, you know, who gets it right. And, um, you know, to be able to spring that, I mean, I remember watching that, you know, he sprung it running back and went right down the sideline and sealed the game. And I, you know, that was amazing. And, um, you know, hopefully be able to, you know, get that opportunity again this year. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. I'm really interested about how everything goes about. Um, Obviously we don't hear from EB that much, but you've had some, some contact Mm -hmm. with him. Like how is it just initial looks at being in that room, working with him every day, the intensity level, even here, you know, as we're talking late April and about to go to the draft. Yeah, he's, uh, he's fantastic. He really is. He's a great leader, uh, great coach, great communicator. I mean, he, he demands detail. He wants tough football players, guys who can play fast and understand their scheme um, to know exactly what you need to do in order to play fast. Cause if you can do that, it's just going to make you that much better. Um, you know, I remember he interviewed me back at the combine in 2015 and Right then and there, I knew the type of football player, football coach he was um, and what he demands of his players. So to be able to play from him, you know, not only is he going to make me a better football player, but it's going to make me a better person too, you know, well beyond the game. Just that's the type of energy that he brings when you communicate with him. So 
couldn't be more excited, you know, to get working with coach. Yeah. He's a pretty inspiring dude. Um, yeah. I have to say, um, yeah, absolutely. So it, that brings me to talking about Matt, right? So Matt's worked with both of them before and coach mm-hmm. Nagy's a little bit of a different guy, right? Everybody's got their own personality, but do you see now being in this building, some of the similarities, not just with the scheme itself, but the way he goes about his job and what it comes from Reed? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Just the way he ran practices, team meetings, um, you know, again, a big detail guy, tough minded football team, you know, got to be able to run the football, um, trying to scheme up our players, put them in the best situations to be successful. Like there's a lot of crossover that I see that, you know, that nags, you know, obviously brought over, brought over from coach Reed. Um, but it's like coach Reed does it at such a high level and it works, you know, so why wouldn't he do that? You know? <laughs> One thing I'm really curious to see is like how the transition is from the, the tempo of practice because we always hear about what Reed does. And I know some of the guys do try to do the same thing. I'm sure Matt Nagy did. I just wonder if it's the same. Uh, yeah. Any of the guys talk to you about how, how to get through camp, especially? I have not yet, um, but I, I'm assuming, you know, just, you know, look, when, when you're an organization that wins at such a high level that they do, you know, you're going to practice, you're going to practice full speed, you're going to practice and it's gonna, you're going to be going, you know, for the whole time you're out on the field. Um, so it's not some, you know, it's going to be someone I'm probably going to be used to, you know, um, I expect training camp to be hard like that. You know, that's when you get calloused, right. That That's when you put the work in. That's when, you know, you build that camaraderie with your guys. I love the fact that they travel and they go away because I think it just completely is all your focus is on the team and, and there's limited distractions and it's just such an opportunity to grow as an organization and to get better. So, um, you know, I'm pumped to get going, you know, especially in training camp. I, I like that you bring that up. They generally go to St. Joe. Hopefully that happens yes, again. I know they didn't year. last year, though, right? Because right. I don't think anybody could. Yeah, right. I, hopefully yeah. they get back. Their small town feel, right? Like uh, yeah. get some isolation going and, and just be. Oh, absolutely. Team. I'm sure it's packed with fans. Fans come out, and I'm sure it's just an exciting environment. Um, you know, so I'm sure, it, I'm sure it's great. So going back to the Midwest, you were in Chicago. You got down to New Orleans. Yeah. Now back in the Midwest, how does that feel like after COVID and all that, it, probably not the same feel right but a little bit more yeah. relaxed yeah, yeah no, it's great it's great i tell you it's, it's not as hot as louisiana so that's certainly nice for sure <laughs> um but uh yeah i mean i've heard great things about the city obviously uh, a great loves their football loves their baseball so um you know definitely want to look to travel down there to you know explore the city and, and what it has to offer and stuff um you know hopefully be able to do that at some point in you know the next few months or so Big tie-in with your offensive line, right? You, you got to work in concert in a lot of different ways. Have you had a chance to, to bond with that group yet? Not yet, um, but that's definitely a group that I will certainly bond with. Kind of get back in the building and get going here. Um, like you said, that's that's a huge factor just to see how the guys, how they play up front. So you can get a feel for, you know, some of their technique and and things like that. I think that really one, it helps me, and then I'm able to adjust off that and then helps the running back who's behind me. So, like you said, that's definitely a group that you want to be close with, um, and, and typically I am. You know, we run block in, you know, all that kind of stuff. Usually weight room guys like to work. So, um, excited to uh, to get with that group for sure. Um, and a lot of new guys, too. You know, a lot of great new players coming in that I uh, can't wait to work with as well. And Kyle Long, you know, worked with him, played with him in Chicago. Right. So, very familiar with him. But uh, heard great things about Joe, Orlando, obviously, Austin, the new center. So heard great things about these guys. So, you know, can't wait to get going with them. You know, it's interesting. I, I was thinking about talking about Kyle, but having you with the perspective of pre and now post, like, are you 
Are you excited about the differences in what the, the offense is for Kyle as much as you between Nagy and where you're coming here? Like, it does seem like there's enough significant difference that I think Kyle's going to be an interesting guy to watch about how he adapts to this particular flavor of the offense. Yeah, I think Kyle's a guy who can really adapt to any offense, really. You know, um, he, he can play at a high level. You know, he was a Pro Bowl type guy. You know, he's versatile. He could play inside, he could play outside. So I'm excited, you know, to get going with him again. Um, he brings a lot to the table. Leader, you know, been around for a long time, played at a high level. So these young guys are, are would he be a good guy to watch, you know? So pumped to get him back and, and be able to start working with him as well. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed this, and I just want to say thank you, Mike, because uh, you answered my particular hope that this fullback position would be filled, and yes. it certainly is. Uh, welcome yeah. to Kansas City, and thanks for taking the time. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, couldn't uh, ask for a better situation. You know, can't wait to get started. Love this team, love this culture, and, um, you know, just can't wait to get started. I think it's real easy to tell from that interview that you guys are going to love what he brings to this team. I want to be very, very thankful to Michael Burton for coming on the show. Hope you guys dug that. And we'll have some more things coming for you. Make sure you stay tuned. We are here five days a week. Don't forget that part. We appreciate you listening to us today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.